0: Welcome to The Clean Truth, where we like to call bullshit on the status quo. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Clean Truth. I'm Don, I'm your host. Silver Fox is back again, baby. Mm. Again with the brush through.
1: Yeah, looking kind of silvery today.
0: We are missing our energy drinks
1: today. Last episode, we were caffeined out, baby. Morning episode. I had coffee this morning. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, me too. I'm like five cups deep. I went cold brew. I can't do the cold brew. Can't do that. Big fan. Producer of Scott's behind the camera. We need to start showing people Scott. I can't, can't just leave Scotty out of it. All right. The topic today is branding. I'm going to talk about this in a couple of different ways. But before we get into that, we were screwing around on the last episode. We made a couple of jokes about product reviews. We did. I think it's a good idea. So let's start with this one. I see you got something over there. I do. I have two things actually. I it's show and tell. Maybe that's what we should call it. You want to call it show and tell? <laughs> product or product review, review, show and tell? I think yeah, I a like mix that. of both. All right. The other day on uh, IGTV, I did a little book review on a book that I read that I think is just absolutely fucking fantastic. And it's from Sean Whalen. It's called How to Make Shit Happen. It's a short book. I think I finished it in two two sessions, two mornings. But the things that he talked about in that book are pretty damn simple, and that's why I like it. It's short. It's impactful. It will reach literally. It'll reach out and it'll smack you right in the mouth. It'll open your eyes. Like if you're sitting there and you're thinking, "Molly, mm, 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 get around." Sean gets right to the point. I like and it. There, and there's a very valuable lesson in that book. So, if you haven't checked that book out, I highly, highly recommend going and getting it. I'll let you read that. Yeah, but I, gonna, want, I was about to say you to share that too with a friend. I want, I want to read it on her on her way home. So I'm taking it to Utah tomorrow. And then, nice. And and then, then, then you can have it. Then I have thirds on the library checkout. Yeah. Perfect. The next thing is my brand new Southern Grind knife. Look at that thing. I've been wanting a pocket knife. For I'm a little her. speechless because I, this was something on my radar,
1: and my wife keeps shutting it down, but maybe this will be the, the selling point. You for just
0: can't, like, having a good pocket knife on you is something that's always useful. I've wanted one for a while. Same. We got a little connection through Southern Grind. It's a good knife, man. I can't stop looking at it. Southern Grind. Look that up. Good knives. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about before we get into the the branding piece of this episode is another quirky idea that we had. I I don't have any answers to this yet, but this is going to be a blast to fucking talk about. Introducing the clean truth, truth or dare. Mm. I want to play truth or dare on every effing episode. All right. How are we going to do this?
1: I think... uh you get one, and I get one. Or you
0: and your guests get one, and it's just... Uh... Window washers are getting ready to come in here and wash windows as we're doing a podcast. It's fantastic. Windows got to be clean. Anyway, truth or dare. So, here's what I'm thinking. You tell me if I'm going down the right path. I think we should have people submit inquiries to Scott on the Clean Eats Life Instagram. Okay. Scott, he's kind of like a... He's not really an outsider, but he's kind of from the outside looking in. So I think we should trust him to pick it.
1: So we have no idea. Hey, we have no idea. We won't know until the he, episode comes. He peruses through, grabs something he sees, and then just throws it oh, at yeah. us.
0: And I think I think we should alternate. Every week we'll do a truth. Next week we do a dare. Next week we do a truth. Next thing. We- I'm in. We got to keep this PG, folks. Like, don't, don't like. I'm not eating a dog turd on camera or anything like that. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, nothing triple X rated. Keep it, you know, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle related. Keep it PG. But have fun with it. And uh, I think that's a pretty quirky idea. These guys are going to... Sometimes... Do you want to go tell them? Sometimes the perfect plan just doesn't come
1: together. But let's embrace it.
0: Yeah. All right, branding. Let's dive into this, man. The reason I chose this topic was because just recently I've had really, really good experiences and a few really, really bad experiences in terms of B2B business and B2C business. Okay. And for those of you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, B2B is business to business. B2C is business to customer. And so as a business owner, and those of you guys that own a business, Outside of customer service, one of your number one, um, one, of your number one rules is networking. Right. It's, one of your biggest, um, it's one of the biggest things you've got. For sure. It's you one gotta, of your biggest saving graces. You've got to get out there and meet people. Correct. So from a business owner standpoint, you know, like I said, I've had some really, really good interactions here in the past couple of weeks and some really, really bad ones. And I'm, I want to share those along with B2C. I like it. So I'll start with the B2B first. You know, business to business, sometimes you get in in altercations and arguments and disagreements with vendors and people that you need to rely on for your business, you know, and I'm going to use service-based. That was the examples that, that I can share. So one of the biggest things I value in, you know, in the restaurant industry is you always need a plumber. You always need an electrician. You always need somebody that can handle that stuff unless you're skilled to be able to maintain yeah. that stuff yourself. Yeah, for sure. For me, for the most part, I am. But, you know, there's always going to be those things that arise. Electricity scares the living crap out of me. I won't touch it. For sure. I will not even change out a GFI. Agree. That's how bad it scares me. I agree. Me. And I'm a carpenter. But I was. So I have an electrician that I've used two or three times now. And I wanted to share my experience with this guy, and hopefully, you pick up on what I'm saying. The reason that I'm going to continue to use this guy is every time I call him, he answers. Yeah, that's big. No time. matter what, he will answer the phone, and if he doesn't, he will text me and say, "Hey, man, I'm kind of busy at the moment. Call you back in five minutes." That communication right there to me is priceless. I will use him every time, twice on Sunday, and I'll even pay double for it. That's fantastic. You know, and it's the same. It's it's the same thing with the opposite side of that you know For sure. I've had contractors who have came and told me yeah you know I can do it this is the price be there on Tuesday well then the price changes they're not there until the following Tuesday I don't want to use them again I think we're both uh kind of going through that same problem right now with our homes right yeah it's you know the window thing at my house yeah I had a, a private contractor bid two windows at my house gave me a really good price never showed up never and I'm, I, there's only so many times you're going to call somebody to come back. You're not going to beg them to do a job. 100%. So I went to a bigger company here in town, their customer service impeccable, like bent over backwards. It's awesome. The only problem is the price was almost double. So I'm kind of in, in a dilemma there, but sometimes I you want to pay, sometimes you wanna pay for customer service. Yeah, you're damn right. Cause it just makes you feel better you're and more right. secure. Like I would almost be willing to pay that price. Just for the customer service they gave me. I agree. Regardless of whether I think it's worth it or not. I agree. So that that's the example that I wanted to use in B2B. You know, if you have a carpenter, an electrician, or anything like that, and they're reliable, Chris, the plumber. Yep. That kid, if I have a sink that I need, like, he did it at my house. He'll be there. I called him. I was like, hey, man, if you're not busy, I, I got some plumbing issues at my house. Yep. The dude was there in an hour. I'll call him every time. You've even referred him to friends and he does the same thing. He'll get my business every time. It's not just you. So think about that in terms of branding, you know, that falls under branding your business and what your business stands for. For sure. It all falls on, on branding. B2C, man, I could go on B2C all day. You know, I've made no joke about it on the podcast. My close friends, all you guys that know me really well, I'm a branding whore. Very true. I mean, I'm all about branding when it comes to me wanting something and buying something. But you're loyal. Very loyal. And there's a reason for that. The biggest one that I'm going to give the example to, and Jeremy, I'm sorry if I put you on the spot here, happened on my drive over here. Okay. Literally, an hour ago. Hit me with it. it. So Jeremy calls me. Jeremy Ebert is with Sorenex. Right. And it's no secret I have a big Sorenex rig in my garage, all types of Sorenex equipment, accessories, huge Sorenex fan. Clothing. Go listen to a few other podcasts. You'll you'll yeah, clothing. And you'll understand why, but I'll explain it in a little bit here, at top level. So I just added a lat pole low road to my rig. Right. So Jeremy, being the guy that he is and the company that Sorex is, rather than charge me two thousand dollars to ship it to my house, rented a truck, threw it in his truck, and drove up here last weekend and helped you and I put it together. Yeah, pretty first class. I mean, then not only on top of that he brought spare parts for the existing rig that I had I didn't ask him to do this he just did it and flipped out the parts that were rusted yeah that's awesome now speaking of the rust here's where it gets good this is what he called me for this morning and this is why I don't give a damn what happens <laughs> I'll buy everything weightlifting related to so- from Sornex until I die I love it he called me and said hey man just wanted to let you know we're going to remake your rack I said Dude. come again he said, yeah, man, I can't go another day knowing that your rack has rust on it from being down there by the beach. He goes, so we're going to remake it, and we're going to double cu- powder coat it black.
1: What?
0: I was like, Jeremy, you don't have to do that, man. I, I didn't ask you to do that. Like, I I expect it to rust. Yeah, I live right next to the right. water. Exactly. Light switches rust. My Everything steel rust. <laughs> workout rig is going to rust. I just expected it. I knew it was going to happen. It's fine. Nope. They're going to replace it. Wow. Do you think Rogue would do that? Yeah. Do you think Ghost would do that? You think any of these other assholes is going to do that? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I don't know. I want. I wanted to share that because that, like, I damn near had to pull my truck over. It was blowing me away. Yeah, so. I was. I mean, I was there
1: when, when we were installing the rig, and you know, saw him change out the parts. But by no means did we even like remotely even talk about that. That was something that I remember him noticing, and he took some pictures, and you were kind of like. Hey, what are you taking pictures for? And he's just like, oh, I don't like this rust. It's it's unbelievable. Insane. Yeah.
0: You know, he made the comment the other day, but I totally, by no means, expected him to follow through with it. Yeah. And then I get the call this morning, hey, man, we're going to go ahead and remake that. It's unbelievable. Oh, really? Well, you, sir, are a winner in my book <laughs> until I, a, I die. You get a Christmas present. <laughs> Correct. Bert, you got a big Christmas. I may just hug you, buddy. Oh, What's another one? First one, same thing. Yep. Those guys, impeccable customer service. Yeah, impeccable. Hand, handwritten And letters. B2B, because yeah. I work with them on both levels. For sure. All of our stores carry their product. You know, I've been a friend of Brian Teaches for a long time. He does an amazing job with our franchisees. Yep. Amazing job. And then me as a customer, I mean, if you can't buy into their culture and what they stand for, you might want to go to a doctor and get checked out. Because, no doubt. I mean, I think that's why... Our brand and their brand align so well as our moral compasses are going down the same path. I agree. We believe in a lot of the same things. But, you know, um, another one that I'm a huge, huge fan of is Gasp. You know, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting their, you know, their owners, the guys that own their company. Right. But, you know, I've been a really big fan of those since I was bodybuilding. And the reason why is obviously their product. And that's with anything. Things that are going to make you a fan for life is they got to damn sure got to have a big, good product. Without the good product, they have nothing. For sure. Nothing. They have to have good service. And to me, they have to have a good mission. What do they stand for? What are they about? What's their culture about? You know, and with Gasp, awesome products. I can't even, I mean, I could go on all day about their, their clothes. Half my closet is says Gasp on it. Yeah, you love them. I do. I have everything on their website damn near. They have really good service. I've never, not one time ordered anything from them. And it not be right. Other than one time I ordered something that was the wrong size, and it was my fault. I, I right. ordered it wrong, you know. But all I did was call them. I put it in a bag. I sent it back to them. They sent me the right pair. For sure.
1: Awesome. I don't. I don't think people understand how hard you know customer service is too, and like the the level of customer service that you're talking about right now is is the pinnacle, is the top, and that's why you love them, and that's why you believe in them, and you know, I touch a little bit of our customer service, like on the behind the scenes stuff with our franchises. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's 24 seven job, you know, 365 days a year. And it's not easy. I mean, and we try to do the best we can to please all of our people. But sometimes you have shipping and you have issues and things that are out of your control. And absolutely, it's, you know, you've talked about it, like, it's so important to stay on top of that. And you know, I'm a firm believer that the customer's always right. And I think these three brands that you just described have that moral compass that the customer's always right, and they're going to do whatever it takes to to make sure you know that they have your best interest
0: in mind. Agreed. You know, like I said, I've never met the guys from GASP. You know, I've met a lot of athletes that are sponsored by them, a lot of bodybuilders are sponsored by them. right? And even with those guys, they all have the same mentality, and it's all circled around hard work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just a, you know... Put your guts in the dirt and dig dig for it every day. And and I can get on board with that all the time. You know, there's a a lot of other brands out there that are like this. But, you know, at the end of the day, what it's about is a good product, a good service, and a good mission. And, you know, I was thinking about something else I was thinking about after I got the call from Jeremy. That really, like, just blew me away. My mind was racing 100 times over. You know, one of the things that I love about those guys is they share my why. There's something that is very deep-rooted within me, and I share that at every Discovery Day that we have here. And I think I figured out a better way to explain this on our next one. That's pretty cool. And that is if you own a business or a brand and you put profits over people, you're going to lose every time. Well said. And I dare somebody to prove me wrong on that. If you're well, listening so. to this and you don't agree with that, I dare you to prove me wrong. I mean, the minute that you put a dollar sign over people, you're going to lose. Yeah, I agree. If you're in a customer service-based business, because it's all about people, man. It's always about people. No matter what the branding is. Yeah, how big or how small, too. You know, if you want to build a good brand and and put that onto a company and, and grow it, it's got to be people first, people over profit. Love it. That's my new tagline. People over profit, baby. I don't know if that's taken, but. No, but I think you can relate that too
1: to like, uh, you know, our franchisees and the people in our concept. You know, they're definitely big people, uh, persons. You know what I mean? Like they're big personalities who, you know, relate to their customers and do whatever it takes to, you know, make their customer base in their city or state, whatever it might be, you know, happy. And I'm just thinking of a few right now.
0: So. Before we wrap this up, one of the things that I wanted to do was talk about the Clean Eats brand, Yeah. how it's evolved and where it's going, especially right now, because this is going to be tricky, and it's going to be tricky for not only our brand but every brand. Yeah, Every brand is going to be tiptoeing, walking on eggshells until a year from now when this is in everybody's rearview mirror, if it's even then. For sure. You know what I mean? So the Clean Eats brand for me, when Yvonne and I started this, you know if you've heard the the story from the beginning i mean we wanted a fitness concept we wanted a meal plan company that catered to bodybuilding fitness enthusiasts and uh just gym rat thug meatheads man that's not it's about as honest as i can be that's what we came here to do yeah we wanted to be at the <laughs> beach we wanted to make our meals and we wanted to train for shows be in the gym and just be beach meatheads man and have people and, like us around and uh, for whatever reason, the universe had a different idea, steered us down a different path, and I'm we will be forever for grateful for it. But I think when we franchise the business is when we took a step back and we were like, okay, we have to soften it a little bit. Yeah, it may we can still be who we want to be, right? But we can do it better by contributing to everybody, yep, and not just. Who, who we wanted to set, who we set out to do. So we've done that. And and over time, we've improved it. I think we continue to improve it. I think it'll only get better. You know, as we grow here as a company, we we keep adding good team members to it. We keep good adding good franchise partners to it who believe and share the same mindset, the same goals, the same mission, which is to help people yep. improve their lifestyle. Again, okay. it goes back to people, man. And so... I think that's where it's going to go. I think it's only going to get better. And I think I think it's going to happen that way for a lot of businesses and a lot of brands. I think if they keep that mentality, that if they put their people and their customers first, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tricky because with the whole COVID situation, like I said, man, people are going to be walking on eggshells. They're going to be worried about liability. Yep. They're going to be worried about customers. You're going to have half of your customers are going to come in wearing masks and be afraid to touch a POS system, be afraid to touch a salt shaker on the table. Right. And then you're going to have other people that they just don't care. They're just going to do it. Agreed. And so you have to be mindful of both. You can't just, no matter what you believe in, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring up an example again that happened this morning. I've had a hell of a morning. I like it. One of our franchisees went on the news and said they were going to open their dining room without telling us. It's a big deal. For sure,
1: especially DC coming.
0: he made an honest mistake. I will give him that. But it's a very, very big deal. Now, he's in North Carolina. Our governor hasn't opened up restaurants yet. So he was going to defy a governor's order. Right. Which, despite what I believe, despite what you believe, despite what every other red-blooded American believes, it's breaking the law. At the end of the day, it's black (laughs) and white. Is it tyranny? Yeah, I do. I agree with that. Reference the last podcast we just did. You'll you'll get my opinion on it. I don't like it any more than the next freaking guy. But at the end of the day, he's breaking the law. And I would, I mean, I called the guy and I said, listen, man, I agree with your mentality and your point behind this. 10,000%. 10,000%. But at the end of the day, it's not your choice to make. Right. I said, there's a reason why I've said the things that I've said. And I left it alone and it goes back to exactly what I said a minute ago. Half of your customer base believes one thing, half of them believe another for sure. And if you take a hard stance on what you believe, when you own a company, a big company, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter, when you own a brand, and you want to do everything in your power to protect that brand, you have to think of both despite sure. what you believe. Sometimes is it again, we can go on the whole patriotic you know uh, avenue. And say, you know, do, do I take a stance on this or not? Right. Well, I have 50 business owners that I have to think about. Despite what I believe. I have to protect them. That's my job. That's what, you know, I own the brand. So they own part of the brand. For sure. They're partners. It ain't my decision to make. I don't get to go online and go, you know, screw the government. <laughs> this is tyranny. I'm had it. We're, we're open. And we're all open. All right. right. I can't do that. And he doesn't get to make that decision for everybody. I love the guy, and I oh, yeah. love his passion behind it. And he's trying to help people. He is. He is, absolutely. So, at the end of the day, I called him. I talked to him. We got it squared away. You know, he made a rush emotional decision. He, knew, he knows that. He's already, you know, put a public statement out about it, and it's fine. It's fine. You know, but he – uh you know, his public statement blamed me and said, I'm the one that told him not to do it, which he's half right. He's yeah. right. I'll take the heat for it. It's fine. I, I don't mind. Because again, at the end of the day, I'm protecting my brand. For sure. Not just, you know, it's it's okay for me to have a belief again. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. But not everybody's going to agree with that. And to protect your brand, sometimes you got to do that. I agree. So that's branding, man. That's my two cents on
1: well, branding wrap it up i mean like you said it's all about the people
0: it is people over profit people over profit and if you don't agree with that you're gonna lose every right.
1: time if you take care of your people believe in your people and care about your people
0: hopefully the profits will come back
1: with all the stuff that's happened
0: I agree man start thinking about your uh truth or dare questions again submit those to producer scott at in each life. I like, on him, I like the producer Scott. I just thought of that. I, producer Scott. I just heard that. I like it. Did you see he shaved? Look at that. Executive producer. He's got the semi porn stash going.
1: It's
0: fantastic. I dig it. Have a good weekend, guys. Till next time.